0: Here's Bobby. Well, this is Bobby the Bummer, the baby Bummer's buddy, coming to you today from North Carolina in my working mobile studio. It's not really mine, but I'm a borrowing it so I don't have to use my gas for my mobile studio want to come out here on a two hour drive one way, two hour the next way, uh, back and forth the round trip, whatever you want to call it anyhow, I have about two hours to drive back to Chattanooga so I thought I would try since I hopefully got my sound problem better than it was and I think I could edit out this road noise if I don't, well then I guess I just talked for about two hours with a whole bunch of short shows that I can't use, but if I you're listening to me now. I figured out a way of getting it out there to you. So these are just going to be short shows. Uh, Some of them, I don't know if I'm going to get deep and heavy. I'm just going to wing it. And I got a few titles that I thought of last couple of days that I'd like to just chit-chat, tell a couple of stories. Maybe have a moral to the story and a lesson that we could take home. I know I'm learning lessons all the time. I'm so glad that I'm learning and I'm still learning even at 66 years old i can't even believe i'm 66 going on my 67th why let's see next month this is the end of may as i'm speaking right now and next month is going to be june i graduated high school on june the 2nd 1974 that means i've been out of high school for 49 years Baby boomers, can y'all believe that? When you think about how long you've been out of high school? High school? (laughs) Yeah. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I can't even believe that I'm 49 years old, much less 49 years out of high school, 49 years in the Marine Corps. Yeah, because two days out of high school, I graduated on a Sunday and I left for the Marines on a Tuesday. Yes, indeed. But anyhow, what is the title of today's episode, Bobby? One. uh, one might wonder (laughs) the title of today's episode is nuts for nut yeah, because a few days ago, I was trying to fix something. I was on my rounds looking at things. When I go on rounds early in the morning, I'm looking for things that are have a little note on it saying that it's broke or something. It ain't doing what it's supposed to do, and I look at the little stickers that have inspection due, and I, and I can bring them back to my shop and either fix it or do the... Inspection, Preventive maintenance inspection. Preventive maintenance inspection, or as we call it, a PM inspection. That just means we do preventive maintenance. That means if you do an inspection, make sure it's doing what it's supposed to do. catch gets up, just isn't right, that needs, like, replacement or a little tweaking or a little oil, or adjustment. You do it as a preventive measure so that it don't break when they're using it or when they need it most, like it. If it's on a patient or something that's critical, you don't want stuff breaking. Then, so we do preventive maintenance to figure out how to keep it going when it's needed most. Anyhow, so I was doing my little rounds and I found this—what to call a vein finder. It used to be when I was a medic, you had a palpate, which means poke around and feel for the veins, and you could. Look, if you're real good in anatomy and physiology like Miss Kim and I were back in the day, we could figure out where the veins were. When you poke the vein, you can feel it going in and you gots to know when to stop poking or you'll go right through it. Anyhow, enough of that medical stuff there but this van finder does it for you technology has got so awesome and so good that all you got to do is shine this handheld thing over somebody's arm and it shows you a different color you can either have black or you could have green or you could have red and it shows you the different colors of the veins on your skin so it stands out like it draws a line where your vein is with this here little light fancy schmancy thing is in technology and so you look at that and you see where the vein is and yeah but it's held on a stand yeah and the stand has this handle so you can pull the stand around on this handle or push it if you choose only when I was doing my rounds, I said, what? This handle is sideways, and it's missing one of its screws or bolts with the nut that holds it in so that it would be straight up and down or sideways so you could pull the handle. Anyhow, I saw, I said, well, all right, that's an easy fix. I like easy. I don't know about you, but if you find something that's broken, and you can fix it easy or you find a problem in your life that you can fix relatively easy. Isn't that nice? Anyhow, I thought, wow, this is going to be really easy. Yes, it is. I'm just going to go down to the shop with this here thing and match up this, a screw because it was missing the screw and it was missing the nut. I just match them up and I will fix it. Make this handle tight on both sides and bring it back lickety split but was it easy sometimes (laughs) baby boomers you ever think something's going to be easy and it isn't. Well, this was one of them days where it should have took me if I had the right thing. Because the nut wasn't like, if y'all are any maintenance folks, or you do anything with nuts and bolts, usually they're like six sides, hexagonal, or hexa, uh, hexagon, yeah, they got six sides. <laughs> anyway, well, this was an old-fashioned nut that was square. Yeah, four sides. And it fit in a little hole where the handle was. And the screw wasn't just a Phillips head screw like the slotted screwdriver you see with the X. No, 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 no. It was a hex. So you had to have a a special hex wrench to do the screw and a square nut. Put the nut. Well, you could get a different screw. That's okay, because it doesn't matter whether it's a hex head or a Phillips or a slotted, as long as you can find the square nut. If this is too technical for you, <laughs> I'm sorry. For those that are liking technical, techie things and little stories about detailed things, well, yay! <laughs> And for those that aren't, hang in there. I'll get to something weird that you would like to or something that will pique your interest. If you want to hang in there for the moral of the story, because there is a moral of the story. There's a principle besides messing with nuts and bolts. Yes, there is. (laughs) Really? Really, really, really. Anyhow, so... We got this big old pile, this big old blue bin that's probably as big as a good-sized basin or sink. I would say probably, oh, three feet by two feet by one foot deep. Yeah, that's pretty big. And it's full of screws and nuts and bolts. And I said, surely, because I looked in the, where we have brand new nuts and bolts, we have like these little drawers like some. You know, craftsmen guys have and the car mechanics and guys that have really together maintenance guys and stuff like that. Well, so we have some, but the, being that we do medical equipment, we don't have a whole bunch of that kind of stuff. So I looked at everything we had to see what we would have and thought, hey, we would have that, but we didn't. No, so I went to the old junk box, as we would call it, or knickknack. <laughs> mishmash, <laughs> pilot stuff. So yeah, so I was looking through that, dumped the whole thing out. I put a cloth down on the floor so I wouldn't have to crawl all over the floor looking for it, but I put them like a towel, like a mat, so that I could pour everything out onto the mat and then sort through it and then put it back easily. Yeah. I looked through the whole thing and can you believe I was going nuts for a nut? I couldn't believe it. I was looking everywhere. I was digging. I was scraping. I was shoveling. I was pushing. I was pulling. I was searching out for this hair. One square nut. Couldn't find it couldn't find it to save my life so what did i do bobby what did what did you do bobby well <laughs> one thing good about being a marine is that we figure out how to do stuff because we usually didn't have original ready-made perfectly fit stuff no matter what we did whether it was in weaponry or building stuff or whatever we were doing so i just kept looking for the right screw and the right nut to fit in this here handle so that i could put it back on and it wouldn't look like awful gross frankensteinish it would just have the handle functional and it would be able to be used once again so that it would serve the patients. yeah so that's what i did so When you're going nuts for something, here comes the moral. Thanks for hanging with me for those that did. Here comes the moral. When you're going nuts for something, whether it is a physical nut, or whether you're looking for the perfect job, the perfect mate, the perfect car perfect house we're still looking for our perfect house that's kind of making us nuts too and if you're looking for those perfect things perfect 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 and you gotta have it just right did a show on that a while back you might want to reconsider whether or not it's worth going through all that craziness or whether you want to try to adapt or whether you just want to say i'm gonna put this over in storage or put it on hold whatever it- whether it's physical or mental or an idea or something, I'm going to put it over to the side and we'll order what we need and wait till it comes. Or if it's something you can't find that you don't have, you just have to wait like a house, the right house to show up on the market, we'll just put that thought aside. Don't freak out. Don't go nuts over oh, looking for something that you ain't going to find sometimes. I found sometimes when i stopped straining because in this particular case when i stopped really straining hard and kind of getting frustrated over the fact that i couldn't find the exact right thing when i said look can't find exactly what i want i really want exactly what i want and i want it to be perfect just like the other nut and bolt or screw but i finally said well what's more important is it important to have the absolute Same thing is important for the handle to be functional so that they can carry it around and not have it hanging off by one screw and nut. And I decided, hey, it's better to fix the thing and have it functional and it don't have to look pristine. I know some folks do cars like they have to have when they remake cars. Oh, oh man, my, my favorite car, if I ever could find it now that it's getting probably harder to find now. My dream car is a 1968 Pontiac Fiber. Yep, that's that's my dream car, if I could have one. The Mrs. Car was a 1968 three ford mustang convertible red color mine is a blue nice blue color but anyhow that's enough of that it's our dream but if you're looking for the dream and you can't find it well people that were building their cars they want it all oem which is the original make they want they want the original tires and the original bolts and the original, hey, you know, uh, with something 1968, well, that's going to be a little bit of a problem finding, uh, and if you do, it might be all rusted out stuff, so you might just want to make it look pretty good and be happy, yeah, or, as I said with the handle, you want it to be functional. So what are you going nuts over? You going nuts over life and life not being perfect? You going nuts over how somebody's treating you and they're not treating you right? And are you going what are you going nuts over? Whatever it is, you can apply the principle of no nutness. <laughs> yeah. Just relax. Ask yourself some questions. Ask if it's possible to even find what you're looking for. Is it reality or is it just really a dream? I mean, there are dreams that can become realities if you work hard or if you're blessed. Or maybe it's something you just hopeful, wishful thinking and you you really it's really it's kinda like going out and looking for the unicorn in the fields every day because somebody said if you go out in the field in the unicorn field you'll find a unicorn is there really unicorns maybe in your imagination uh but i don't think i don't think your time would be well spent sitting in the unicorn field looking for unicorns if that's your dream nope 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 so don't go nuts over that don't go nuts over Finding uh, the impossible things, Go searching for what you can find. Seek and you shall find. Yeah, that's what they say. Hey, I I learned a lesson, though, about finding a spouse, finding the perfect mate. I, and I pass it on to anybody. If y'all out there, baby, who still looking or you have got a divorce and you're all on your own wanting to start up again and you're just... Freaking yourself out on, will I ever find the right one? Well, you know how to find the right one? Stop looking. Yep. Stop looking. Because the more you strain, the harder you look, the harder it gets. And the harder it is to fulfill that dream. Kind of like with that nut. The harder I look, the more. Sometimes when you really look hard, you'll find it. But sometimes when you strain your eyes so hard looking for something, you just get tired eyes. I remember my brother; he was relaxed, easygoing fella. And I would be out in the front yard. We had clovers when I was growing up in my our home, our front yard. Not in our home. <laughs> we had clovers in the in the yard, in the grass, on the lawn. And I would come home from school during the time what you know when the clovers were really growing good. And I would want me a four-leaf clover. I would want one real bad. And I'd be on my hands and knees, scouring, scouring, scouring. I, I would look for half hour, maybe more. I don't I don't know what time, you know, when you're young, time is weird. When you get old, time goes by real fast. And so it's kind of hard to keep track of time sometimes. Anyhow, I don't know how long I was out there, but it sure seemed like a long time. At least it was comparatively to my big brother. Because my big brother Rick would come by and he'd say, What are you doing, Robbie? And I'd say, I'm looking for a four-leaf clover. And I'm going to find one because I'm looking real hard. And he would say, oh. And he would look down. wouldn't even get on his hands and knees. He'd just look down and kick around with his foot. And he'd go, oh, there's one. (laughs) And he'd just pick it and go in the house. So uh, that may not be like a wonderful ending to the story, but it's a funny ending. To the story, (laughs) if not anything else. And that's where I think I'll end. So if you're looking for four leaf clover, don't. Train too much. Be like Rick. Just easy going, Look down. Look around. And uh, you probably will find one a whole lot easier than if you stay there just squinting your little and working real hard. And that probably applies in more than just four-leaf clovers. I'm pretty sure it does. Because that was the point of my story. Yeah, don't go nuts over nuts. Don't go nuts over anything. Straining yourself too much to make stuff happen. When you just do your due diligence, you do the best you can do, and it'll work out. Yes, it will. So that's what I have for you today. This is Bobby the Boomer, the Baby Boomer's buddy for this episode. I hope you do come back for another episode. And until then, I will just say goodbye and God bless.